I'm RJ Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for a big Monday. Green Bay, they had the cover already over San Francisco. Aaron Rodgers leads them downfield for the win. How has this changed the Super Bowl odds? Rams, another statement game. They win and cover easily as a home underdog. How much is this as the Rams are this good? How much Tampa Bay looking ahead to the big New England matchup? Tonight, Monday Night Football, Dallas getting a lot of love. They're favored by three and a half, hosting the Eagles. Dak Prescott's over-under passing yards nearly 300. Here comes the 4-Hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a big Aftermath Monday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. We won our best bet here, but I got to tell you, it was not a great day for me and my predictions. I was wrong about a couple of things in, in a major way. Now, the question is... Was I wrong or was what we saw this weekend an aberration? Sometimes people are stubborn about saying they're wrong. We'll see. We're going to examine it. And we're also going to be looking at, and firstly, is it's kind of a theme show. The theme, who's the best team in the NFL? Who should be favored for the Super Bowl? Because we have the incumbents, the ones that met in the Super Bowl, dropping, and we've got the newbies the wannabes surging. Now, which one should be favored? Which one is favored? Big show. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their bodies. We're joined in studio by A.J. Hoffman, the man who is a fan that beats the man. That's right. Thanks, RJ. Great to be here. What a weekend we had in the NFL. On a day where Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes both lose, we had a thriller to cap off Sunday Night Football and a big NFC East matchup tonight on Monday Night Football. RJ, what is the Vegas lead? Vegas lead. Now, we will, about 6.45 Eastern, be doing a full Vegas preview on Dallas, Philly. I actually like this is one of our super contest picks, but we're going to start with the two biggest games of the day. And these are some of the best teams because we are trying to figure out the best team. But let's start San Francisco, Green Bay. And we're going to have to hear McKenzie's excuses, too, at some point. <laughs> All right, RJ, what a finish in San Francisco. Aaron Rodgers leads the Packers down the field with 37 seconds left on the clock. Sets up a 51-yard game-winning kick for the Packers, who take out the Niners 30-28. to Okay, so on the Super Bowl list right now, updated, pregame.com. We have the Green Bay Packers at 13 to 1. 13 to 1. Now, there was one, two, three, four, four teams ahead of them. Packers 13 to 1. San Francisco 16 to 1. So, this is a situation where San Francisco and the Packers 
were flipped before. Packers had the worse Super Bowl odds. Now they have the better Super Bowl odds over the 49ers. I think if you look at that game last night, one, you've got to say Aaron Rodgers has talent that few quarterbacks have. That even during his down years, and I'm not sure this won't be one of them. In fact, I still think it will be. He had the ability to make that amazing throw or amazing throws that the other above average quarterbacks, the you know, 10th, 12th, 14th best in the league, just don't have the arm talent. And Rodgers has always had that. And that's why, in my opinion, it's been tempting to always think he was great. Is to say he was just as good in 2010, he was just as good in 2018. No. In Aaron Rodgers' career, there were a four or five year period early after he started. You know, he had a couple years sitting or three years sitting that he was as good as any quarterback that ever played the game. Just he, his yards per attempt was like eight and a half. It was as good as any quarterback ever. Then he had four years or so that was close to average. Between great and average, he was actually closer to average. So if we say 50s average, 100 is the best ever, he was maybe a 68. 70 at best. He wasn't close to great. Last year, he was great again. Now, last night, he had some great plays. Now, how great was he overall? Eh, I mean, 82 PFF grade, 78 QBR, which is good. That's good. But it wasn't like a statement game. There were statement plays from Rodgers. Let me ask you, when you look at Aaron Rodgers, do you think, oh my gosh, he's on pace for another MVP season? Or is it more like I'm saying? I think it's more like you're saying, but I think you've said this before. Actually, you've said this several times. We fall in love with upside, with potential. And once we see a guy do it, especially if we see a guy do it more than once, we just assume he's going to be able to do it again until he just falls off a cliff, like Matt Ryan or something. But that's the reason why people come into this season assuming – you said he's got all the tools. Aaron Rodgers is just going to be great because he's got all the tools to be great. Everybody came into this season assuming Josh Allen was going to do what he did again because physically he's got all the tools. It looks like he should be able to do it. So I, th- I think you're right. I think people fall in love with that upside, and the, once, you, especially once it's seen. I think Aaron Rodgers, at some point, he's going to start to decline, obviously. I don't think that he's going to fall off a cliff, but yeah, I don't so think he's going to match what he did last year. That's almost impossible. I think we're talking about potentially two different – uh, drags on his performance. One is the inevitable father time. Yep. I don't know if you know about this undefeated father. I've time. heard. Yes, I mean <laughs> uh, I like, well, Brady's pushing that. <laughs> well, again, oh, just wait. <laughs> How many rounds does he have to go? Just, just wait. Just wait. Well, that's the point, right? Number number two, uh, you know, that's what they used to say about Bob Cautious. He just won't age. He just won't age. You know, at some point it happens. That's, and again, he looked great a long time. Uh, Brady's breaking ground. Father Time's undefeated. But on the other hand, I think Aaron Rodgers, why was he having those closer to average than great seasons in 2017, 18, 19? Was it his age? No. There was something else going on. From what I saw, draft Jordan Love, all of a sudden he's mad, comes in all ripped up, meaning shredded, fit, best shape of his life, and he has focus and does what he does last year. Does he have the focus now? Maybe. But I know he didn't have the focus in March, in April, and May, like he did the year before. I'm not saying he wasn't focused on football at all. I'm saying he wasn't as focused. And I think that 
comes back to haunt you. And that when we see the bad games like game one, the bad you know halves really like we saw against Detroit, I think that it's May and April's work. It's not focusing this week on the game. But when you do focus this week on the game, like he did for the Monday night game because he wanted to redeem himself after week one, like he did for this game because the 49ers put so many whoopings on him recently. And, you know, LaFleur versus Shanahan and that rivalry. That's also where he's from, Northern California. That's where Aaron Rodgers is from. Oh, oh that, now that's interesting. Okay, so another good point. He does have the California cool. So, to me, these are the games he's going to do the best he can in. Though, again, a 78 QBR is not great. And 82 PFF is not great. Last year's PFF was like 93 for the year. So we're talking about he was close, you know, perfection was seven increments away from 100 to 93 last year, and now it's 18 increments away. That's a big, it's almost triple. He's still above average quarterback last night. I don't think he was what he was last year, but here's what I'm predicting. In the games where there isn't the attention, there isn't the cause for redemption. You know, I would say even this upcoming week, I would look for a flat spot from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they play against Pittsburgh, and it's, uh, let me see, it's in Green Bay, right? Yeah. And the line right now is seven. Green Bay is favored by seven at home. I'm not crazy about the Steelers. Ooh, I kind of like a Steelers and under here, to be honest. Thinking, hey, if, if, if Aaron Rodgers scores his points, they're going to probably cover. But the way Pittsburgh covers is a tight 13 to 10 game. So I right off, I like that because, yeah, it's the Steelers. But still, he needs to rest. His mind has been focused on football for too long. And also, Mike Tomlin, way better as an underdog than he is as a favorite. This is historic. Aaron Rodgers, better as a, a, a favorite, or better as an underdog than he is as a favorite. Yeah, yeah. But Aaron is certainly better at home. Yeah. I mean, I think oh, yeah. that's the driver more than anything, is, is Green Bay under Aaron Rodgers is a home team uh, that does much, much, much better. This in a year, quite frankly, that the home team isn't doing nearly as well. Wow. Okay, we got to do it. We're straight out of Vegas. We're going to give him 30 seconds. Mackenzie, we know what you think, that somehow San Francisco should have won. For those who are new listeners, Cousin Kyle, we call him. First Cousins with Mackenzie Rivers. Look it up. Give us your excuse. I, I got no excuse. I think we should have won the game, but we <laughs> decisions were made that we didn't. Go down at the one-yard line. Whoa, 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 whoa. Decisions were made by whom? Kyle would be the first to take plenty of the responsibility. Cousin Kyle made a mistake? Yeah, he gave Rodgers the ball back. That's a loss. But I noticed they snapped the ball like with 11 seconds left on the touchdown play and on the play clock. Yep, exactly. And the clock was running. I mean, there's some advantage to catching the defense off guard, but I think you got to drain it. But do you think Jimmy G – I mean, Kyle's not deciding when to snap the ball. No. So it's Jimmy G's fault. 48 PF, a QBR, 54 PFF grade. He had a bad game, and we still scored 28 points somehow. Okay, so what you're saying is what exactly? Because I know because I set it up that you were going to uh, make excuses. You don't want to. But explain it to me again. What is the conclusion of the game? Jimmy G had a relatively bad game for him. All right, so there's an excuse. But our offense, even without the running back, still found a way to put 28 on, on the Packers. So, so what we're saying is it really wasn't a loss. <laughs> no, two and one. One loss, for sure. I love Jimmy G. I mean, there's a lot of Jimmy G lovers out there. It was San Francisco, two turnovers, Green Bay, zero. And the net 
EPA points generated off those turnovers almost 10. So think about it. If they let the clock run down at the end and San Francisco wins the game, you could make the following case. Jimmy G would have still played not a great game, though he had a good drive at the end. His QBR 48 is well below average, well below average. So you have your quarterback play a well below average game. Okay. And you have two turnovers that end up being about 10 points worth of value you give up, and you still won. If they had done that, imagine the celebration. Imagine. But instead, they're two and one. I've heard a lot of people say that they should have gone down at the one, run more clock. You got to remember, this wasn't a field goal game. They had to have a touchdown to win. So, assuming that you're going to. But could they have gotten. Here's the point about clock. If you can run the max number of plays you're going to have from a certain position, you don't need any more clock. So they were down. What yard line were they down on the touchdown play, McKenzie? We're on the 16. Okay. So now you're on the 16. They there was nine seconds left on the clock. The question is, could they have run six? I guess it would be what eight plays. What down was it? You remember? It was first down, and we had three timeouts. We did not okay, have to worry about the clock. We, we, he says. Three timeouts. So you would have, in theory, eight plays. You could have four plays to get the first first down, and then four plays to push it in. If you only have, what was it, about 25, 30 seconds left, I don't think you run. And now that you think about it, you kind of have to give yourself the chance for all eight plays. So I think if they run that clock down, let's say there's an incomplete, they don't score. Now they don't have enough time to run seven more plays. I think when you you follow what I'm yes, saying, yes, I am. But I think when you need a touchdown to go ahead, yeah, you can't play around with like, oh, maybe yeah. maybe I'll almost get in the end zone. So we're and saying not. the same. We're saying, yeah. yeah, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, you've got to get a touchdown. They when needed you can. a touchdown, and the time was. Su- it wasn't like they left them a minute ten. Right. The time was such that it was very possible they would have ran out of time. If they had let the clock run down that whole 11 or 12 seconds, and then from there they wouldn't have had time for seven plays, which means they were giving up the most vital. You'd rather Aaron Rodgers have three or four. Listen, Aaron Rodgers did a miracle there. It was a miracle type play, too. And I would make the case that you kick that ball off. That, you know, here's what we'll do let's take our first break. And what we're going to see is what was the EPA or what was the expected win percentage? When Aaron Rodgers got the kickoff, when Green Bay got that kickoff, what was the expected win percentage for Green Bay? My guess is it was below 10%. We'll see, and we're going to go to the Rams and Bucks. All that more coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the heavens I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to start recapping the Week 3 action, including Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes both going down. But we wanted to give you the, uh, the, the win expectancy on that last Packers drive. Yes, so this surprises me. In fact, I want to bet against it, but the stats that come from the NFL play-by-play feed with the win expectancy, 25% for the Packers at the beginning of that drive. It's a 25% chance. Where, where was their first play from off the kickoff? It was touchback, 25-yard uh, line. 25. So you're saying in 37 se- So first off, 
tell cousin Kyle <laughs> that you do not want to kick a touchback there. Do you yeah, understand? Kick I, I do understand. There was a lot of injuries in the defensive backfield, so our special teams was no, 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 was no. hamstrung. Just that's, pa- that's kick the it high, and. Almost like one of my like three words popping up. You know, like sometimes I'm like, you know, go ahead. I was gonna say, if you were talking about the beginning of the game, you want to protect your guys because you're you're short on bodies. In game, everybody's no, bodies I mean, on the you're line. You're worried about giving up a return touchdown. Yeah, but the thing is, if you kick the ball especially high, I mean, this is like football 101 <laughs> at this point. And listen, I'd be interested why you didn't do it because it, it could be. Uh, what you're saying, it could be in the heat of the moment. It's the thing. It's easy to sit on your couch and play Jeopardy. Right is in the heat of the moment. It's a different story. A lot of people at home are thinking I could do with AJ. Not many are thinking they can do what I do, AJ. But (laughs) but there's some thinking I could do what AJ does. I'd be better than working in the factory. Maybe you're right, right about being. You could, but it's not as easy as it looks. But 25 percent. Does that so? So literally at this point, Green Bay has the ball on the 25, and I'm like. Okay, what I, I want to take the Packers. What kind of odds you give me? You'd be like, well, uh, I'll give you plus three to one. That's it. That's it. Huh? I, I yeah, I'd say no, thank you, buddy. <laughs> it took like two miracle passes. Yeah, and then he went, and kicked, then a fifty-one yard yeah, kick. And a fifty-one kick. Yeah, once he lined up for the fifty-one yard, he was about fifty-fifty. Yeah, so he may be a little better. All right, this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you, your support, spreading the word. Keep it up, and we'll keep it up. Winners, laughter, and maybe some insight about the human condition. <laughs> you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 91 degrees. The neon is pumping. So, RJ, let's take a look at what went down in week three. Let's start with the defending Super Bowl champs who fell 34-24 to the L.A. Rams. All right, here's the question. How much of this was the look ahead for the Patriots? It felt like, well, the betting action was heavy on Tampa. Rams opened up as the small favorite. It got bet up to Tampa and being the favorite, and it didn't get bet back. And some sharp people out there, myself included, like Tampa, they didn't feel like they were in the game. How much of it do you feel like was a look ahead? And how much of it was the Rams are just better than we thought? I can understand maybe Tom Brady having look ahead, although he seems like a guy who doesn't really lose focus. But the truth is, this is your NFC rival. This, this is a much better team than the Patriots. This is the game that should have been circled more than the Patriots game, who are probably at this point well, a bottom on, half a of the league team. Now. Let's be a human now. It, it is literally... The the last two years, or you know, or almost, Tom Brady's life's been about contrasting with Belichick. It's been. I mean, I'm not saying that he's obsessed with. It. I'm saying he has ears. He is a man that cares about his legacy. Brady is, and right now Belichick is on the short end of that, and Belichick is legacy may suffer for it. As much, I mean, I've heard more questions about Belichick as a coach in the last year than I did in the 20 prior years. I mean, you just didn't hear, or maybe the 15 yeah. prior year, you didn't hear it. Now it's like, yeah, Belichick again. Yeah, but that was with Brady. Uh, you know, So it, it's the same thing, actually, the Bill Parcells got at the end about with Belichick, because once Belichick started winning a few, it was like, maybe it was Parcells, or maybe it was Belichick that was helping Parcells, because Parcells never had one without 
Belichick. And when you say think like a human being here, think like a human being who's standing across from number 99 for the Rams and think that you're going to not be totally focused on this game. for 20 years. Listen, if you're going to try to talk me into the idea that there isn't Ebbs and flows of focus in the NFL. Uh, were the Ravens focused? On, no. Were the Ravens focused? Was there any strong players on the line lines that maybe could have got Lamar in a pretzel? The Ravens weren't focused. Okay, but wait a minute. Weren't there some big defensive linemen that he was scared of? Sure, but this wasn't one of the one of the tightest lined games on the Ravens' schedule. This was a. I mean, this was basically a pick 'em game. So now it's not about how big. Uh, the opposing defensive tackle is. It's about that the stakes are high. I'm just saying Tom Brady doesn't strike me as a guy who would say, uh, so, Aaron Donald's on the field with me. I'll just pay attention to next but week. Lam- but Lamar... But see... I- I hear you. During the play, he's not daydreaming. Or during the game, he's not daydreaming about next week. But what was he doing Thursday night? What was he doing Friday night? What separates... Because you hear this all the time. Every NFL player works hard. Every quarterback works hard. It's like, okay... So why is Tom Brady different? Is it he's so strong armed? No. Is he his stature? Is it his foot speed? Is it what? There's some intangible that Brady has that some quarterbacks have not as much as Brady. Others don't. But that isn't something that's 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 unvarying. I mean, like sometimes, I mean, even the page, I mean, you know, the famous Kansas City game on the Cincinnati, they play bad games and some of it is mental. Did, did Brady seem completely like when Brady's super focused on a game, he's head button lineman, he's bar, I mean, did it feel like he was that or did it feel like he was trying to muster that after the fact? I, I think the latter. But I, don't, I just can't picture this being a game that Brady would overlook, even to the Patriots. It's this a, is too a matter important of, degree, of a game. It's a matter of degree, though. It's a ma- I mean, listen, how long ago did you get married? 12 years ago. No, uh, oh, I'm lying. 15 years ago. I'm really bad at that. About 10, over 10 less than 20. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Somewhere in there for sure. <laughs> All right. So I'm guessing that, that uh, you were on the radio like a, a day or two before the wedding, right? I was. Were you distracted at all? No, not really. All right. See, it's back to you not being a human. I'm not a human. You're right. I mean, in a weird way. that (laughs) um, I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Let's talk about the Rams. It's been our belief, and I was a seller on the Rams being, let's say, as good as any other team in the NFL. I'm not a seller on them being a good team. I think what's unequivocal is this is a top-heavy team. This is a team that has a great cornerback, a great D lineman, a Great, maybe, quarterback. We'll see. He's played great so far. And Cup being, uh, you know, borderline now great receiver, they, they're very top-heavy. They're thin, though. You know, left tackle Whitworth, and then what? I don't know. On the line. If, if any of those go down, even one of them, I think there's real trouble. I think the Rams are more fragile than any other NFL team in that an injury or two. Now, anyone loses their quarterback is in trouble. Sure. All right. but, but I'm talking about most teams don't, wouldn't go down with the ship if they lost a cornerback. But with Ramsey, I think they might. You know, obviously with Donald. Um, I think this is a team a lot like Arizona. They're better than Arizona. But a lot like Arizona, by the way, guess who plays next week? Arizona and the Rams. Just guess as I finish my statement what the line is, and I'll tell you in a sec. But Arizona is really good when Kyler Murray's healthy, when he's running, he's chipper. He gets banged up. 
He doesn't run as much. He's not near as good. Last year, there was about a six-game stretch. He hurt his shoulder, his non-throwing shoulder, but he ran so much less. And the performance on Kyler Murray dropped way off. The Rams aren't just dependent on one player like that, but in general, a couple of injuries, this team could drop significantly, more so susceptible to that than any other team in the NFL. Yeah, we talked about that a lot in the preseason uh, on our pre- look-aheads, that if any of those guys get hurt, it's, it's a downhill tumble for those guys. Luckily, though, Aaron Donald's proven to be pretty durable over the years. And, and well, I mean, listen, just like LeBron, as you hit your 30s, course. he was, I mean, what we know is Donald played in the playoffs but wasn't himself. He was hurt. So, But I think we're seeing that the upgrade from Goff to Stafford mm-hmm. is more than just a tick. I mean, I think this took a team that was pretty good to a Super Bowl contender by changing that quarterback. No doubt. And right now, the Rams, you can see the love. They were the look-ahead, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Arizona. Now they're up to six. So ticking up to six here. If we look at the Super Bowl favorites, okay, we've got the Rams, our third, our third. And we got the Bucks are first. So right now, the Tampa Bay Bucks are still favored to win the Super Bowl, six to one. These are consensus odds from pregame.com. The Chiefs, one and two, one win, two losses. That I think that. Let me do it in my head. That's a 333 percent win percentage. That's pretty good. Three, 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 and you just came up with that out of the. Yeah, you just put a little line over top that last three, which means it keeps going. Yeah, you know that, Mackenzie, right? They tell you that. Yeah, exactly. Ad infinitum, Mackenzie. Will you look up uh, Sean McVay versus Cliff Kingsbury ATS in in their history? I I feel like Sean McVay has owned Kingsbury. That may be something we should look at. Well, uh, yeah, we'll take a gander at that. it's just always – see, to me, the challenge there is when you have a hand – so Kingsbury's been there, what, two years or three, three. years? This is the third. So they have four matchups. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's something to get from that. I, I, think, I think the trick is get past the score with that kind of stuff. Like, look at the football outsiders, great, and then, you know, there's more insight. But I do agree with you that matchups – though you could make the case now the Rams – started playing a very different defense when Staley came. Staley fundamentally changed that defense. Raheem Morris is running a very similar defense right now. So now do we count two years ago when they ran a different defense? And now with Stafford, supposedly they can run a whole different playbook. They're run- So I, I love when there's matchups that tell us something historically. I think that we got to be careful sometimes that it's apples to apples. We are straight out of Vegas, A.J. Hoffman. The fan who beats the man in studio. Doing a good job running the show. I'm R.J. Bell. Mackenzie, did you have uh, A.J.'s unplanned question? 4-1-1 ATS, McVeigh versus Cliff Kingsbury. 4-1-1. Let me do that something real quick here. All right. That's six games. Yeah. Okay. 4-1-1. All right. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs because they are the second favorite to win the Super Bowl. Bucks first, Chiefs second, Rams third. They're one and two. Mahomes, we heard a long time, no interceptions in September. That's over. <laughs> Way over. Chargers just got beat by the Cowboys at home. Now they go to Kansas City. I got sucked in. I laid six and a half. And it didn't even feel like the Chiefs had a good chance to win the game. I mean, it wasn't like, uh, you know, they were up 14. It was like... 
Chargers dominated the game or had control of the game. What was your takeaway? My takeaway was that Mahomes played one of the worst games we've ever seen from him, and he's had a couple of these games. Like he's not, he hasn't looked as dominant early this season as he has in the past. Maybe the league's starting to catch up with him a little bit. The defense obviously has some questions. I thought the defense well, well, kind of well, had, had their own questions. The question is, are they the 32nd or the 31st yeah. worst defense? But I, I thought, all things considered, the defense played good enough to keep them in it, but the Chiefs kept giving away the ball. Yeah. I mean, in the NFL, if you uh, win the turnover battle, you cover the spread 77% of the time. That is a higher percentage than if you're leading at halftime. So, literally, if your choice was to lead at halftime or win the turnover battle – You'd rather win the turnover battle based upon history. Chiefs lost 18 points to turnovers based on EPA. Two interceptions, two fumbles. So they were net minus four? Yep, four to zero. Minus four turnover margin. You don't win when you're net minus four. So as much as we're going to say what's wrong with the Chiefs, why they turn the ball over, it's our basic belief that a lot of turnovers are luck. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And if the Chiefs hadn't turned the ball over like this, well, just, you know, I have a calculator. Take 18 points away from the Chargers' margin, and guess what? Chiefs won. And guess what? If Alaire doesn't fumble, Chiefs win. And then against Baltimore. So now we could say, okay, started with the Browns, then the Ravens, then the Chargers, 3-0, baby. This team's better than ever. Wouldn't that be the narrative? It could be, but I think it feels like that team's a lot closer to 0-3 than 3-0. Well, I don't know. I guess they could have lost the Browns. But I guess the point I'm saying is when you play three really good teams and even have three coin flips, that means you're a really good team. Yeah. So there's no confusion about the Chiefs being amongst the top teams, but they are the second favorite now. So it's Tampa Chiefs and Rams. We'll tell you who the fourth favorite is to win the Super Bowl. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Did I hear that right? That Zion had foot surgery? Can't believe it. Zion's hurt? Well, I tell you, a big man like that, foot surgery, that is not good. I mean, sometimes it, you know, it, it heals and it stays healed, and sometimes it doesn't. Okay. Favorite to win the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay, Chiefs, Rams. Number four, the Buffalo Bills. That's the only teams better than 13 to 1. Packers are next. 13 to 1 are the Packers. Bills are nine and a half to one. Um, I'm a skeptic. I've been a skeptic that this year wouldn't be regression from Josh Allen. Quite a good game. Yeah, I thought he looked incredible. And if he plays like that, that team is going to be very difficult to beat because so far their defense has been fairly stout this season. So it's if better, jo- it's better, you're right. If, if Josh they had this defense last season, they might be best team in football. If Josh Allen is running well, and, and yesterday he was running very well, the, the Bills are going to be a handful. All right, let's go college football. That is your expertise. You were the number one handicapper at all the pregame.com pros last year. And the year before, you were the number one handicapper. I'm going to, on Mondays, just, I'm a casual college fan. So I'm going to take advantage of having an expert and just talk some big, broad stories. First one, Notre Dame's domination. What went on? Uh, Notre Dame, 41-13 was the final there. Maybe a little bit of a misleading final. They get two pick sixes late to kind of get some separation. But they handled that team. And a lot of it, I think. What was the line in the game? uh, Wisconsin was favored by five and a half. Mm. Graham Mertz for Wisconsin is just not a 
good quarterback. You, you can be a five star all you want. You can be lauded to be the next big thing. But like until Trevor Lawrence. Well, no, Trevor Lawrence actually did something in college. Oh, in college. Okay. Yeah, he actually performed like a five star in college. Graham Mertz has yet to do that. 18 of 41 in the game. Notre Dame just a really good showing and now sets up a big matchup with Cincinnati. Two teams who have a, a path to maybe an undefeated season. Whoever wins that game next week is going to be in the driver's seat. Notre Dame is 40 to 1 to win the college football title. Cincinnati 50 to 1. What's the early line on that game? Uh, Cincinnati favored by two. Ooh. All right. We'll take our last break. When we come back, we're going to finish with one or two more college football points, then a full Vegas preview of Monday Night Football. And I'm going to give a prop best bet. I don't always give these out. I'm going to give a prop best bet, AJ. That's coming up. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. We'll take a look at the Monday Night Football game, but first, wrapping up some college football from the weekend. Yes. Clemson loses another one. Trevor Lawrence is gone. They can't win. I'm confused. This was a team that was winning national titles with Sweeney when they were recruiting on average about the 12th or 15th best recruiting classes each year. Now they're recruiting top five and they can't seem to win. Yeah, I've got no idea what's going on with it, but the offensive line, just they're, they're giving DJU, as I like to call him, no time to throw the ball, and he's having no success. Just a really bad situation right now in Clemson, and they dropped a two and two. Now, where do you got them in your power rankings? Currently 15th. Okay, 15th for Clemson. Last team, Arkansas. They're back. Yeah, big win. Over Nolan Richardson's tough. No, it's not Nolan oh, okay. Richardson. Uh, but they get a big win over Texas A&M, and it, it really just shut them down defensively. And uh, and A&M, A&M's been on. They've been struggling offensively, but Arkansas did just enough. Twenty to ten win. So now they've got wins over Texas and Texas an, A&M. Texas and Texas A&M. Arkansas's beat and. How big of an underdog was Arkansas in that game? Arkansas was a five-and-a-half-point dog. So, not a huge upset. Now, so, Clemson, two losses. They're 15th. Arkansas beat Texas, beat Texas A&M. Where are they ranked in the A.J. Hoffman rankings? 18th. Wow. So, right now, you got Clemson favored over Arkansas in a neutral. By about a point. Yeah, about a point. All right. Don't feel great about it. Let's go to Monday Night Football, though, where the Dallas Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Philadelphia Eagles total at 51-and-a-half. Okay, so 51-and-a-half is a key number in the NFL these days. Back in the day, it used to be 37-and-44. 37 was the low number. That was like, hey, if it's Steelers-Ravens, 37 maybe is the total. 37-and-a-half, 36-and-a-half. You know, it was a key number. 44, key number. Now it's 51. Now you might see a connection here if you have your calculators out, which is the idea that it's by increments of seven. 37, 44, 51. Why? Because people score or teams in bunches of threes and sevens. So 51 and a half is a statement. It's saying this is a high scoring game. But history says the Cowboys 
score or start games slowly. First quarter since the beginning of last year, Dallas has averaged four and a half points per first quarter. Now, the opponents have scored over seven. So that comes to 11.7. Now, if you look at it, is the Cowboys in other quarters have scored six and a half points. So you're looking at, over the long run, a real significant difference that they start slow, the Cowboys. And the, their opponents do pretty well in the first quarter. Now, it's very viable, if you like the Eagles, to play the Eagles in the first quarter, play the Eagles in the first half. What Steve Fezzik likes, pregame.com, and he gave us for the show, was he likes under in the first half. Because if you play under in the first quarter, you're going under 10. Taxed. Oh, it's a, it's a real premium. And I'm not sure why. And you were making a point, AJ, that, that – the number, the scoring in the first quarter just this Sunday was was down across the league. There were two games that had more than 10 points scored in the first quarter That's this it, week. That's it, two games. There were three games that had a total of zero points scored so, in the first quarter, so, including the Bucks rams and the Chiefs-Chargers. And the Bucks rams still went over. But, yep. Damn. Like, it's, a, it's a tough way to make an easy living, is what they call it. But um, I like the under. I like the under in the first half even more, and it's under 25. That's from Fezzik. Now, on the Super Contest, we have the Eagles plus four. Now, that's a contest line that comes out on Wednesday, and it stays the same. Right now, the line is three and a half. So, is that a big difference? Kind of. Four is a half, you know, almost a key number. But I do lean Eagles for sure. I'm going to give you my prop best bet. First, though, AJ's got some business. Yeah, if you're dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. Off a of best bet winner on the Browns. That was kind of easy, wasn't it? It was very, yeah, it was easy. Easy. Not uh, fields, not good. My handicap was fields shouldn't be on the field. It was that simple. Well, he did have one net yard passing. So, like, that one yard with a D, no S at the end. Like, how many yard did fields have? (laughs) Well, it was not now. It was not. Listen, I, I, I will say this. The NFL... It, 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 it was easy at one point to pass. It's not at this point anymore. I was hoping he had one less yard than I could go. Zero <laughs> point zero. But I like to say one yard. <laughs> no, we heard you. We heard you. That's AJ Hoffman. I'm RJ Bell. You know, when the joke falls flat. <laughs> oh, you try to pump it up. Don't re- repeat it. it. That's the trick. All right. Don't all right, repeat all right. it. All Write right. that down. Here it is. I'm going under Hertz passing yards under 255. This is a best bet. Here's why. He went way downfield last week against the 49ers. Why? Because the 49ers were banged up at cornerback, and it was a situation where the 49ers were playing in a way to jump the routes and pressing and doing all the things to make it tough to dink and dunk. And why were they doing that? Because Hertz had the shortest air yards for completed pass of any quarterback in week one. So week one was the shortest. Week two, because they pressed up on him, they went way downfield. 
I think that's skewing the numbers. I don't think that teams are going to act that way like the 49ers did. And because of that, I think this number's too high. Dax over under passing yards is only 295. If I can go Hurts under with 50 less yards, I think Dak is more than 50 yards favorite over Hurts. So my best bet is under passing yards Hurts, under 255 from R.J. Bell. There's a best bet from R.J. If you missed any of today's show, including all the breakdowns from the NFL and college football, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We are straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We gave you the odds. Now stay tuned for The Odd Couple coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!